Hi guys, KO here. Oh, we have a good one today. I have Erin Ramsey from Your Such a Catch podcast, and she is beautifully vulnerable in sharing her experience in dating, relationships, marriage, online dating apps, everything you can think of. She has a wealth of experience and uh, phenomenal intel that she shares with the rest of us. I was taking notes, you should too. It was great and some funny stories to boot. Uh, Stick with us all the way to the end when she shares some really easy dating tips and advice and uh, some other good little stories that you just might want to reshare at your next girl hangout. Enjoy. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I'm very excited today. It's a Monday and I've got a new, I want to say e-friend in the house. A friend of a friend, (laughs) this awesome uh, human I met through Pod Sound School, Veronica and Steve. We were doing just like a quick marketing something on Facebook and Erin popped in and then I happened to see her follow my account and I checked out. I was like, oh, fellow podcaster, we got to connect. And then I saw what she was doing and I was super intrigued. So today we are going to talk about relationships, marriage, dating, dating in quarantine. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I'm going to say she's a dating expert, but I I don't know if she even likes that title or not. But (laughs) Oh boy. I mean, if expert means I have a lot of experience, yes. No formal training, but... (laughs) I think that's I think that's enough. I mean, I just from the, the the cast I've listened to and what I read, I think you have a phenomenal amount of intel for all of us. Uh, so without further ado, Erin, introduce yourself. Give us a little bit of your background, what you do, anything else you want to share. Yeah, for sure. So thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. When I saw your podcast title, I was like, oh my God, I need to be friends with this girl because at my corporate job, people call me Team Tequila because I, I love tequila. Yeah, I know you didn't, but I'm like, oh my God, I was like, this is a match made in heaven. Um, but no, so I'm happy to be here. Um, yeah, so a little bit about my background. So I have always been the girl that all of my girlfriends come to for relationship advice. You know, um, I also tell a really good story about all these dates and, you know, all the, like if something weird is going to happen, it is going to happen to me, whether that be an online dating and in-person dating, like who approaches me, like I'll be the girl at the bar that like the 85 year old man comes up and like pursues. And I'm like, you guys, I don't know how this is happening, but it's just me. You know what I mean? So I I kind of started with a little Instagram um, where I would just kind of like poke fun at dating and post like spoofy profiles. And it just kind of evolved. So Stephen and Veronica reached out to me. They saw that uh, Instagram and they were like, have you ever considered doing a podcast about this? And I was like, no, I haven't. And um, so, yeah, I gave it a whirl and it's kind of evolving and becoming its own. But I'm loving the community. I'm loving connecting with people like yourself from all over the world. I mean, it gives you this platform to just befriend everybody. And I am like totally that person who is like, there's no stranger danger. I want all the friends, like, (laughs) you know, and it's just so fun to learn from other people. That's so crazy. Wait, so they didn't know you at all or anything? No, uh uh-uh. Came across your profile. 
I have no idea. Um, and then of course, you know, when someone reach out, reaches out to you like that, you're like, wait a minute, like why, like, is this real? Like, you know, who are these people? So I have to tell you a really quick, funny story. So, um, so Veronica and I were going back and forth and just kind of like getting to know each other over the phone. And in my corporate world, I travel a lot or, you know, back when we could travel. So I'm usually gone about three to four days a week. So I can remember like having this conversation with her as I'm driving, like, you know, the freeways in Oregon or whatnot. And, um, I hadn't really made up my mind on the podcast. And then my job is like, Oh, we're going to have a meeting in Salt Lake city. And so I tell Veronica, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods. Why don't you come meet me? So she comes to my hotel. We meet, we like totally hit it off. She's amazing. And then the following day I go to, um, their house to like, you know, meet Steven and see their studio and stuff. And my parents were like, Aaron, you met these people on the internet. Like, how do you know who they are? Like they might lock you in their like basement. <laughs> I, like, I mean, that's not, that's a, that's a good right? argument, mom and dad. I'm here for that. Yeah. <laughs> But I am like, oh, I'll be fine, you know, but no, I mean, they are the most fabulous people. And um, yeah, I mean, they are the only reason why I have a podcast. So thank you to them. Yeah. Are you in your, are you loving it now? I am loving it. I mean, you know, I think we all have like, and I'm sure you've probably experienced this too, but it's a lot. It's like drinking through a fire hose, just learning. And then you don't really understand like the total responsibility that comes with it. And and what I mean, I guess, is like, you know, people then become, um, you know, they, they look forward to your episodes dropping. So you kind of have like, you have to make sure you <laughs> execute. And then also, you know, people reach out to you for help and stuff and you have to be accessible and, you know, and that's the part I enjoy. That's the part I love. Um, I just wish I could do it full time. <laughs> I know. And it will put it out to the universe. You Right. Mm -hmm. I, I think podcasting is we discussed a little bit before we jumped on the cast. It's still it's been out for a minute. I think around like 10 years or 15 years. I don't know, maybe 20. But it's really just now, I think, like really catching on to the mainstream. So I think everyone that's in casting right now is still ahead of the game. It's it's such an evolving space. I think, you know, a year from now, you and I might will recast and I think we'll be in completely different scenarios. I think the casting world will be completely different, particularly with yeah. TV 19. Now we, we can do this from anywhere. Thank goodness. And I know that is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Listenership is up and I think um, more and more casts are coming. I have no stats to share, but <laughs> I think a lot more people have gotten on the mic and I know, I, I know for a fact there have been um, exponentially more downloads and listenership has gone up. So People are listening. So we got up. Yeah. I'm always surprised when I have like a new listener in another country because oh, I'm like, how did, yeah. Like, I'm like, how did you find me over in Ireland or whatever, you know? But I'm like, that's so cool. That's super cool, you know? And then, like, I don't know about you, but when you tune into podcasts, you start to like really, like, you know, think you're involved in like the host life. So I feel like I have all these friends who are like, you know, we're going through these things together, you know? It's cool. I, I do think that's one really cool thing. You can see like in, literally in different parts of the world how we live completely different lives and there's these really common denominators, regardless of culture, of experiences that we all go through. Like that's totally really a wonderful, uniting, humanized piece of this podcast. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. It's amazing. And dating and relationships is definitely one of those topics that's like synonymous no matter where you live. <laughs> 
Well, let's, so let's dive right in. I, you know, being in CV19 and having more time with yourself, I am very much an individual. Like I have done a lot of work around myself and uh, things a lot just because of my work, it's forced me in that direction. And now in retrospect, I look where I've had these advantages to take time to get to know myself or seek core values or what have you. And my, my three top, my top three core values are, um, honesty is number one, independence mm-hmm. is number two and creativity is number three. So Ooh, I'm very okay. much an independent human and I, I mm-hmm. thrive in my own space. That being said, I'm also, I come from team sports and I'm, I'm a team animal. I love training with my crew. I love working out. I love, you know, accomplishing a goal with a team. So it's kind of this weird thing and relationships have never been as far as like romantic relationships, a huge priority in my life. I think, well, there's a multitude of reasons we can unpack that in a second, but, uh, my work really is all relationships. And so contracts and that, and it's, I mean, it's, they really are all labors of love. And so I think my personal relationships have taken a backseat to that because Mm -hmm. I am someone that's all in, like when a project's happening or work piece or even my podcast, whatever, there's no middle ground. So learning to now balance and, uh, diversify some of that energy into a few things instead of, you know, just one or two. And, and most of that being work and or my dogs. Um, so we're getting so what, what's your end goal? So are, do you want to be married? Like, do you want to have a family one day? I, I don't know about the family. We've done uh, a podcast around the choice to not have children. And I was, and I had two guests on that were in very different scenarios and they they were very clear. They did not want to have kids. And I didn't sit on that fence. That, that being said, I, and I said this on that cast as a 39 year old female, you know, we have a biological clock as, mm-hmm. as that is, and that's a real thing. And I've had friends even freeze their eggs and I haven't gone down that route. Yeah. But even now being in CV-19, that's provided additional perspective, knowing that my friends are home with three to four kids or whatever. Totally. Yeah. That's a real, that's a real wake up. Uh, and then you add on, well, prior to this closure, we had school shootings and you see the way the world is and not to be negative because I'm genuinely an optimistic human. You see some real factors. Do you want to bring a young human in this world mm-hmm. where it's at? You know, not knowing. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I, I'm very much, I think if I met the right guy and everything might change. And my world tends to be like that anyways, where I'm doing this and all of a sudden it's, we're doing, you know, lacrosse and now it's all CrossFit and now it's all, you know, consulting and KO lines. And so we don't know. Uh, but I am intentional. That's a great question with universe. I would like a good, I like to say teammate. It's a significant, other yeah. means that doesn't really fit in my brain, but genuinely a relationship. If he was equally as independent and it was a good team, mm-hmm. awesome. I will say with that, I wouldn't just be married to be married, like for companionship. I'm not that right. Um, so now we are intentional with the world and, and universe and what's out. Yeah, I, I am totally on the same How wavelength. About you? Um, okay, so little history. Um, I was married. Oh, okay. um, yes. So I um, dated my ex-husband for four years. I was I was young. I was 26 when I got married. Um, we were married. I mean, that's young nowadays. That's not that long historically. No. Well, I guess for me, so I'm not quick at the math, but I've been divorced for what, uh, nine years now. So, so we dated for four years, married for three. And literally one day he, um, came home from work and he was basically like, I never wanted to be married. I don't want to have kids. And, um, not that everything was hunky-dory in our relationship, but I think that was like – um, I mean, yeah, like <laughs> we 
so I am just like you. I have a huge work ethic. Um, you know, at that time I was actually working in a car dealership. I was running a team of 20 women. Um, I was probably there 12 plus hours a day. Um, and you know, I was so career focused and I'm also very independent. Um, and I don't know that at that time in my life, I really understood balance or that, you know, we, we work and we strive for these things to then have a life, a personal life of our own. Like, you know, like my, my whole world was trying to climb the corporate ladder and, you know, make a name for myself in this male dominant industry. And, um, I probably lost sight of, you know, what the goal was with him. And I also don't know that we were necessarily meant to be together. I think we were very good friends. We had a great friendship, um, something that's very important to me and, you know, a partner or someone I'm going to be, you know, spending that much time with is like, I love to laugh, you know, and he was great at making me laugh. So I had that, you know, kind of part of my bucket being filled, um, and, and there was no reason to really break up, but all of our friends in our circle were all married and they were all starting to have kids. And there was a lot of, when are you guys getting married? When are you guys going to take the next step? And so I think we just kind of succumbed to the pressure and said, okay, well, this is the next logical move. And so we did. And we had the full-blown wedding, um, you know, like the beautiful ceremony down on the beach in Carlsbad. And But I mean, long story short, yeah, that's, that's basically what happened. And then after that, it was like this overwhelming feeling of don't make the wrong choice again, you know? So I'm the only person in my family to be divorced. So my grandparents were married 74 years up until my grandpa passed. You know, my parents, I believe, celebrated um, their 44th this year. Aunts, uncles still married. Everybody's still married. I'm the only one. I know. And they're all in California? They're all in California. Yeah. I I think if you're in big city life, and I may be wrong here, but I, I... I don't know. I think divorce is more common in their big cities and there's so much coming at you and like there's temptation everywhere. There's marketing, there's messages. So, you know, a champion to uh, your family and your grandparents and everything. And um, I want to unpack a lot of this. So thank you for sharing that. I think that's huge. And you really do have a wealth of experience. So we will for sure go with expert. (laughs) Um, I I think, well, a couple questions. I, I think it's really, really hard to be in a culture. You are your environment. You are, you know, the five people you're on the most, what have you. So to have Mm -hmm. those messages around you, whether they're intentional or was just in your environment naturally, I think are really hard. And then to continuously answer the question, when are you getting married? What are you, when are you having kids? Mm -hmm. I can totally see how it's just easy to do that. And then you have family (laughs) modeling this example. Um, Question on that. Are your family, are they genuinely happily married? Yes, absolutely. It's the, it's the craziest thing. So like my grandma, I mean, if you can imagine like she's 95. So she doesn't know a life really without my grandpa, but she's sustained. I mean, he passed a couple of years ago, but it's just funny. And that totally different dynamic of, you know, a male pursuing a female back then. I mean, I've read the love letters, you know, they weren't, anywhere close to one another. He was, you know, in the military and she was, you know, back home and the exchange of letters and how he spent like his entire month's earning, which was like $18 back then on like a 
compact for her. I mean, these type of chivalrous, you know, things that we don't really see anymore. And then the other day, my mom was so funny. She said, if, if I had to be quarantined with anybody, I'm so lucky like I'm quarantined with your father. And I'm thinking, well, they're already in retired life. Like they're, <laughs> you know, they're together every day anyway. So I'm like, okay. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not a pessimist at all. The reason I ask is because there's two sides to the coin of being married. Do you for sure be married? Cause you're committed and you do, you, yep. you would do it and you work through it. Or do you stay unhappily married? And, and unfortunately, I know too many people that are genuinely unhappily married and they're loyal to each other. And that's, you know, people my age or younger or people my age or older, you know, even in mm-hmm. their 70s that have chose not to get divorced and yet they can't stand the person they're married to or they just live like a roommate. And I, right. I'm not here to judge any which scenario. I just know that if I'm going to commit to something, whether it's work relationship or whatever, I would genuinely want it to be something that provides happiness in my life. And Absolutely. I would know if I'm the person where it gets that I tried and we went 100% and it didn't work, I would be the person that's okay getting divorced and moving on to the next thing. Um, right. I completely agree with you. And I think one thing that's been a huge lesson for me is I wasn't always that person or I didn't always have that mindset. So I could easily have seen myself just enduring that relationship because I'm a, a people pleaser and, you know, and I don't want to rock the the apple cart and also or rock the boat, rock the apple cart. That didn't work. Really- <laughs> I guess, you know. <laughs> Just combining a couple of phrases there. But, you know, the thing that I think I've learned too is how um, one, like your instinct will kick in because when he told me that he didn't want those things, the Aaron that I used to know would have been, you know, wait, how do I fix this? You know, how do I change what I want to fit into this scenario? But instead it was like, I had an outer body experience and this voice just projected like, okay, then what are we doing here? Like you better, you know, leave. Wow. And, and, and so literally that conversation happened on a Wednesday, on a Friday, he moved out. And obviously it's taken a lot of time and a lot of, you know, healing and a lot of just relearning who I am on my own. Um, but like I can say with a hundred percent certainty, if I ran into him on the street tomorrow, I would say, thank you. Because the biggest gift I've been given is the second shot, you know what I mean? And, and just finding myself again and, um, you know, feeling comfortable with that. Yeah. Oh, I think that's huge. And this is why I love podcasting. Cause I think even within that statement for young women or even young men or anyone that's in a position that like you are in and you can be honest and vulnerable in that and share that, I think it's so powerful and I think it's huge. And I, I, I think there's no mistake and anywhere in the world that, you know, you happen to be seen by some professional podcasters and they drug you out and they're like, let's put this, put you on the mic and you're, you're talking about it now because it's so huge. And I think relationships are so important, but the number mm-hmm. one relationship is that relationship with yourself. Totally. And it sounds so cliche until you grow up a little bit. Like there's no adults here. We're going to stay. We're young. But <laughs> we were just talking about adulting and having to pay for like fridges and grass and like, <laughs> not a family. Um, so it's you as you get older and you take this time to really get to know you and it's like, pull back and like, how do I feel about this? And as I said, doing that, even my core values, I'm like, God, I didn't even know I cared about being creative. And then I don't even see my house. It's like orange and neon and I've got like all this random stuff. I love creating. I'm happiest, you know, when I'm creating, right. 
even if it's flawed or, you know, in a work in progress like this podcast, I like, I like the process. So just getting to know who you are is such a big deal. And I'm fascinated when these young humans get married and they commit to something so huge mm -hmm. when they're just so young. And it's, I'm not saying that young people shouldn't get married because I think there are some really incredible love stories when kiddos get, they, they know something maybe that I just did it. My process was slower and they find this right person, this right fit before they're fully developed. And mm -hmm. I, I think that's magical. And I think it's really worthwhile for our young people to take some time. Don't rush into stuff. If it fits and you know, I think if you know something in your heart and you unquestionably know, lean into it. Mm -hmm. And if you're not sure, take some time. Get to know what you really care about, what you want, that other person, what they want. Did you guys talk about kids prior to getting married and, and everything? Yeah. And the funny thing is he had like an oopsie daisy when he was younger. So he actually had a kid already. So that was also a little alarming. Like yeah, if you didn't want children, like you already have one, <laughs> you know? So yeah, it was, you know, I, and maybe too, like he was doing a little bit of soul searching and just a little bit lost. And, you know, like I said, we were, we were great friends. And so maybe, you know, he just kind of also thought and didn't want to hurt my feelings. Like, you know, I love you or I care about you, but I'm not in love with you, but we just weren't mature enough to articulate, you know, that type of dialogue with one another. Well, it's hard. It's it's really it's hard to break up, let alone you know break up with all your. Then you have all your friends and oh my gosh, yeah, together or you have pets or I mean a breakup. Whether you're married or not, it's it's like a divorce. It's really it's brutal. And I've never been divorced. I've never been married. Obviously, I have to put one with the other. That's like apple cart right there. That cart. <laughs> um, but my parents are divorced and they got divorced later in life. Okay. And my mom's parents were divorced, but my dad's parents have been married. Uh, my grandfather did pass away, but they were married 60 plus years, I think. Wow. Um, so it was interesting to me. I, it certainly provided perspective for me knowing how much goes into a relationship. And I, I really do believe in marriage and I believe in a true love and I believe it can happen. And I believe you, you really need to be ready to work. Mm -hmm. uh, even if it's the glory butterfly, however you package it, it's work. And I think it'll be the most important commitment of your life if you choose to, to take it on. So it's also been a reason why I'm like, mm, I'm still doing the work thing. I'm going to be honest with that. Like I know it's, it's, it's a piece of my world. So I'm not really ready to commit on that level. And so I can't ask that of another person if I'm right and I don't want a guy that's 50. And so that's been, well, I think good. that's good too, that you realize like with the children thing that you're not like dead set on having because it takes that pressure off. And I think that's one thing that's kind of um, been a hardship for me because I have always known like I wanted to be a mom. And so now I'm 38. So I'm only, you know, I'm right on your, you know, coattails here. And yeah. I haven't frozen my eggs yet either. I've done a lot of research about it and I've considered doing it. But I think it adds this dynamic and this um, even like subconscious pressure that when you're meeting someone, you have to assess all these things like from the jump that you might not normally do because you're like, wait a minute, like I don't have this time to waste. So I better like, you know, ask these questions or operate in this regard because I need to know now. And it's like that doesn't do anybody any you know, service. It, it doesn't help the process. It only kind of muddies the water. And it's very hard too with online dating to know what somebody else's intentions are because I'm sure you've been on the apps, right? 
I you, funny story about that. I actually have it. I'm on. You have it? No. And here's why. Because I'm also like a totally random animal. But I, as a female in a basically male dominated workspace, there's zero way or zero chance I'm going to walk into a room knowing that, you know, six or seven of my male counterparts have seen me on a dating app, whether they swiped or didn't or whatever. Oh. They see me in that light. It makes me incredibly uncomfortable. And people will say, you know, it's 2020, things are equal, whatever, which we know they're not. Uh, I'm, I'm just so not good with that. And it's particularly in the health and wellness and fitness space. It's a very sexy, you know, sex driven mm-hmm. industry. So when you walk in, like, I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't walk in ever with like sleeveless shirts or like, I'm always appropriately covered. I'll probably still wear like yoga pants, with like a long shirt or something. Um, because I do have a life rule that I'm always one layer away from workout ready away from a good mood. Those are like my two life rules, <laughs> but I, I go in, you know, covered cause it's still, it's weird. And I don't want to be looked at. Like I'm walking in, even looking at the guys being like, Oh, Hey, we're here to hear, we're here to work. But also, uh, what are you doing at five o'clock or let's grab a drink. Or, you know, I, I really want to be respected in that mm-hmm. space. And I've been around the block for a minute now. So I'm a little bit less sensitive now. Um, and apps were still, I mean, they weren't really that relevant when I was like starting my business and stuff. But mm-hmm. I was always very conscious to keep those two worlds incredibly separate. Like I don't date guys from the gym. I mean, that might have happened a couple of times. But <laughs> for the most part, I really do. I try and keep it, it, it separate because I don't. I don't like muddying those waters and I don't think it's worth it at the end of the day. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, in, in my business too. So um, like I mentioned, I, it's primarily male dominant. So, you know, I know that just because I'm a female and I walk into a dealership, I might get somebody, you know, get a meeting with somebody that if a male were to walk in, they may not get. But I never want to sell something because of my femininity or because of how I dress or whatever. Like I want them to respect me for my brain. Um, and I mean, I, I'm saying like there, there are females who will play that up, but I'm very much with you on that. Now, we do have an interesting thing because I do have to entertain with these, you know, dealers and they love to party. And so you find yourself in these like environments and you're like, okay, Mr. Dealer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Team tequila. I mean, that's me trying to get, you know, like the Mormons to take shots. At, I'm like, okay, yes. <laughs> if I can do that, then I'm the ultimate closer. Uh, I'm here for that. Did that work out? It did not. Oh, okay. Well, you know, we're here. We got to get next client. You know, you don't need to yeah. wear them all. It's okay. Right? I'm like, oh, Aaron. Yeah. yeah. See, so that, so that, and on the flip side, I don't fully even agree with my own actions because I do think it's really important if you are intentional about having a relationship, about really putting yourself out there and being in the mix of things and being open because you don't really know how it's going to happen or what the right thing is. Although I did have an intuitive, I'm super into like energy and everything. Uh, around that angle. I don't know if you are, but I had an intuitive tell me like, don't waste your time with apps. It's probably going to come through your work as I'm sitting here saying, like I avoided through my work and you know, be this situation and all these things. And so I was kind of that in the back of my ear to be like, do I really need to put energy into this? I'm on the league, which okay. I the free version. One of my friends is on it and they, she needed people to sign on to get it for free or something. It was like two years ago. So I leave that just as like practice, I guess. Okay. But I don't really... <laughs> I'm not really good about it. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And and I would agree. So here's the funny thing. The the job thing, the only reason why in a scenario f- like for you and I, because we do spend so much time working and that is our focus and that's where our passion lies and where probably we exude our best energy. Because like you said, like that 
that's what fills your bucket. That what that's what gets you going, like being creative and like, you know, um, so you're probably like the most attractive to the opposite sex in those moments. Do you know what I mean? And also like, if that's where you're spending the majority of your time, of course that's where you're gonna bump into somebody. But I agree, apps, apps are tough, but what I was gonna say to you about them is, they're in LA especially, there are all these men who are between like 40, like let's say 43 and 50. So that's kind of like the sweet spot age, right? For for myself, who don't know if they want a relationship yet, but say that they want kids someday. And I just find that to be so confusing because I'm like, well, when is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, that's when do you plan on doing this, Peter Pan? Hmm. I think I'm not even going to hate on Peter Pan because that's probably me. Like when you say 40 to 50 and I'm again, 39, that's like, oh, that's, that's a little older for me. Like, oh, really? You wouldn't go that high? Oh, 50? See, and so same intuitive was like, well, there'll be one thing that you have to get over, whether it's you know, something, uh-huh. like some major thing. And I was like, oh, well, you're unselling me on marriage as a whole right now. So we're just going to. Yeah, <laughs> call my house the dollhouse. We're staying in the dollhouse with the dogs and just keep it simple. Um, but I, yeah, that, I don't know. It depends. It depends on the human and how they live, but I still, you know, I'm still here with team tequila. <laughs> if the lifestyle yeah. is the same, I'm not an ageist. Like I don't, I'm open-minded to whatever, if it, if it genuinely fits, let's just say that. Right. But traditionally, yes, that, would be, that would be outside my range. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, like maybe in LA it's different, be, but I'll, I'll be honest, like typically who I think fits in my age demographic, they really want the girl that's 10 years younger, which oh, is I, hard, you know? I completely believe that. Yeah. Yeah. But that probably then doesn't really mesh with what you actually want. Like I'm assuming my number one demand at this point being where I'm at is a secure man. And I wholeheartedly say that, like, I want you to know where you stand in life. Well, you don't have to have everything figured out. Cause I certainly don't, but really secure in, in where you are with yourself, your, your mm-hmm. looks, your body, your job, your fitness, whatever, like you really know where you stand in this world. Um, and then probably ambition would be number two. So. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. And especially somebody who's secure enough to know, like, you know, like for me, I'm traveling all around. I don't want to like have trust issues. You know what I mean? Like it just needs to be like, we're in this together. You know, it is what it is when it, you know, if something's going wrong or I've got something on my mind, like I've definitely learned, you got to communicate and just, air it, whether you like confrontation or not, and maybe it's not even confrontation, it's just communication. But I think sometimes we've been told to maybe, you know, especially as women, not express ourselves or feel as if we don't have, you know, an equal say when we should and we do, you know. Well, I think, you know, we can, and by we, I mean like women like us, we can kind of fall into that role, which I certainly have and not use my voice, mostly because I was just tired and I just didn't want to do the work, which isn't Mm -hmm. acceptable. But, you know, it, 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 it wasn't meant to be within that relationship anyway. So you learn at it each, each time you learn. So you can, you know, kind of play that role and fall into it. But you know long-term knowing yourself, if you are someone that, you know, expresses themselves or has something to say or wants to live a certain way, it's only a matter of time till you realize you're unhappy. And until you use your voice, nothing's going to work. Yeah. So that, that game really only goes so long. Mm-hmm. So wait, I, I really want to hear, can you tell me just a couple of these like dating stories? Like you talk about your grandfather writing these, you know, beautiful pen pal letters. And then now in 2020, we're like getting DM'd nudes. So yeah, it's- for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
<laughs> we can want those love letters, which I, I I would be here for those 100%. But the reality is the culture and, you know, our communication with men and the relationship game is very different. Um, it can is. you give me like one of your favorite? <laughs> oh, so I've, I've shared this story a couple times. Um, so I... I matched a guy. So I am no longer on Tinder. Tinder is just the worst, in my opinion. Um, it's fun for a little bit of entertainment, but beyond that, like your soulmate is never going to be on. T I mean, and, and, you know, I will stand corrected if somebody wants to let us know, but Tinder is like, ugh. so he and I matched on Tinder. He invites me to go out to dinner. He actually picks a very nice place. And, you know, this was kind of when I was like getting back into the, you know, the dating game after, you know, feeling good about it. It took me a long time. I mean, I, I probably, it was a few years before I was like, okay, I'm mentally ready, you know? So I go meet this guy and, um, and we have like a nice, like, you know, dinner at one of the local restaurants in Manhattan beach, um, have a couple glasses of wine. Things are going good. You know, conversation is flowing. Um, he's telling me about his job and he owns his own company. And, you know, I'm like thinking like, Ooh, this is, you know, this is going great. And, um, you know, no awkward silences or anything like that. And so we kind of finished up and he goes, well, would you like to go get another drink? And I was like, sure. So I take him down the hill to my favorite bar, which is like the diviest of dive bars. Yes. Oh, yes. We are in the same story. <laughs> I love this. It is my favorite. I know Rico, the bartender, very well. And Rico and I have um, an agreement. So when I bring a date in there, we do the thumbs up, thumbs to the side, or thumbs down test, right? And so um, he's seen me pretty much on every date I've ever been on. And there's a lot of these usually. Um, sometimes we'll get like a, you know, but let's just, yeah. So we go down there, we order another drink. It might do, you know, like just as on a first date, you know, it's very nice when the guy pays the bill. So he paid the bill up there, you know, he, he bought the drinks at this bar, whatnot. And um, he wanted to play the cute cube game with me. Do you know what the cube game is? I don't think so. People call different things different things. So I don't know. Oh, so he just he just starts this well, he asks if I'll play and I'm like, sure. And I've never heard of it. And um I I have a blog post on it. So I'd have to look it up to give you all the details because it's kind of like repressed in my brain. But essentially he has you like um describe a cube and the cube is in the middle of the desert. And then he has you describe like a ladder and you say like where the ladder is to the cube and then um he has you describe, uh, let's see what else. Um, like there's a storm and you know, how close is the storm to you? There's all these different things, right? So it goes through the scenario and basically it's a story about yourself and how you view yourself and your relationships and all of this. So I, I will have to give it to you cause it's kind of, it's very interesting when, and like you should do it before I spill all the beans just to okay. see like how you view yourself and all that. So I'll send that over to you. But anyways, I don't know if I like it was an epic fail what I answered or what, but um, that seems to be the turning point in the evening. You know, up to this point, everything's going great. And I'm thinking, okay, like, and so he, he goes, I got to go to the bathroom. Well, this is the diviest dive bar with the, like the bathrooms are not the greatest. Like I've pretty much heard from my male friends that there aren't doors on there. And oh, I left out a key part. I'm ruining the punchline here. But he had told me earlier he had had like um, sushi with his friends, but his tummy was a little not feeling well. 
so, so, so I'll connect the dots in a second, but so he goes to go to the bathroom and like, I'm a talkative person. Like I said, I, there's no such thing as stranger danger. So when I'm left at the bar, I've got Rico there. I've got these two gay guys next to me who I'm obviously going to befriend because I love a gay. And so I turn to my left and we start communicating and, you know, I'm telling them I'm on a tender date and yada, yada. And uh, we keep talking and I keep like looking back and he is not coming out of the bathroom. And I'm like, this is so weird. Like what happened? Did he get sucked in? Like what, you know, what's going on? And so finally one of the guys says, well, Aaron, he hit the ATM machine and bounced out the back door like five minutes ago. And I was like, wait a minute, no. And they're, and I'm like described and they're like, yes, the guy you were sitting next to. And I'm like, uh-huh, well, there's not very good reception by the beach. So I run outside. I tried to call him. Doesn't answer my call. I shoot him a text and I'm like, that's literally the meanest thing anyone's ever done. Like I got wow. left at the bar. And mind you, like I thought things were going great. So where's the, you know, disconnect here? And he basically said that he came out the bathroom and saw me talking to the guy and thought I was interested in him. And so he left. Uh-huh. But I'm convinced that he ate bad sushi earlier in the day, shit his pants and had to get out the back door. <laughs> I don't know why he had to get, uh, you know, cash out the ATM first. I'm going to go with he, I don't know. But yeah, isn't that crazy? So I got left in, yes. And then a couple months later when, like I said, uh, you know, I, I used to write about all my dates. So I was blogging about this date and I don't know what it was, but I came across him in another woman's blog. And she matched him on J-Date and had similar had similar things to say about him. So isn't it funny? It is just a small world. Oh, well, people – again, this is why I didn't do it in the first place because Colorado and Denver is so small. And it's like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. Oh, by the way, my mom knows your brother from high school and their dog rumors, whatever. Yeah. And it's, such, it's too small of a space. And people don't even know. It's not just you know each other. You know backstory on people, mm -hmm. and they know your backstory. And that's fine. I mean, it keeps everybody 100, whether you know it or not. But people, and I'm going to call it fellas here, don't recognize in my experience that it is that small of a world, and you're not getting away with murder here. Like, we see you. We're here. We're right. Yeah. I mean, it is like common also males listening for us females to screenshot your profile and text it to our girlfriends and be like, stay away or, you know, this guy's a douche, like whatever the case may be. But, you know, I mean, that does happen because why waste, why let my sister waste her time <laughs> if, you know, I already know. Yeah, it's just like influencer marketing. If you don't like a product or it didn't work or a bad service or don't go to this gas station, whatever, you're going to tell your people and then there's no good marketing that can undo bad marketing right? So, or bad experience. So you have to mind your P's and Q's and women too. Like we got to put your best foot forward because the world's going to see what you're doing and there's no, <laughs> yeah. no secret in this game. But wow, just to leave, that's such an immature response. But if that's how you do things, like, better on you to just be done right away. Don't totally for sure. But that's when you know, like you're, you know, growing a thicker skin because I think you have to have like thick skin to date. You know what I mean? Especially if you're going to use apps because app culture is very bad. There's a lot of ghosting. There's a lot of, you know, waste my time. No offense, like you know, writing back and forth, then all of a sudden they're just gone poof. And you're like, well, what happened? So it, yeah. it's just, you don't know people's intentions or how invested they are. So, you know, I definitely like your, um, you know, 
thought process about meeting somebody in person, just obviously right now in the situation that we're in, that's a little bit more difficult. I like that you said app culture. I, that's something I haven't heard yet. And, and it's so 2020 and I'm here for that. I, I, I like, I think that's <laughs> nailed it. Um, and I have heard, again, I've, I've never been on Tinder, Hinge or any of these, but I have heard certain things about certain ones. So I know there's uh, different cultures for each thing. Mm -hmm. for each, so I, I assume one's more of like a hookup, one's more serious and have you done um, the eHarmony, like the more formal ones? I have. So um, I've I pretty much tried everything. I mean, okay. we'll call it market research or we'll call it like <laughs> just seeing what's out there. But um, I didn't have great luck on eHarmony. I also got really burnt out in the process. I thought um, – I see how a lot of people probably do find their you know, significant other on there because – there's a lot involved until you actually, you know, get to the meetup. I, I kind of felt like I was applying for like a college scholarship or something. There was a lot of essay writing, I felt like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because there's a lot of like back and forth, um, you know, they prompt you, whoops, they brought, prompt you with questions and then, you know, you're kind of writing your response to these questions, which is good because you're like building a foundation and it's not around, you know, necessarily totally physical attraction. You're more getting matched on, you know, who you are as a person and um, that type of thing. But it just, it was a lot of, of effort. And I'd rather, I'd rather find those things out about somebody in person. Because yeah. what I've learned recently too, especially during quarantine, is um, you can meet somebody. Like I've asked the universe to bring me a, like I've, you know, made my ideal man and kind of thrown it out there. Not to be like, oh, he has to be six foot check, you know, nothing like that. But like, this is the type of man I want to attract. And I was really shocked because the universe delivered. And I was like, whoa, like shit's getting real here. And, and, you know, I was like, really like, you know, kind of taken aback. I'm like, oh, this works, you know. But then what I realized is that major component of chemistry, like I need to revise my list because if the chemistry isn't there, who cares if he checks all the boxes or, you know, he's everything you thought you wanted. You have to have that connection. You know what I mean? Well, and I, I think that's, again, getting to know yourself. You, you don't know what you want if you don't fully know yourself, which I think is a continuing process forever. Mm -hmm. But you have to really be open-minded to just following like your heart, again, cliches, versus like, here's what I'm attracted to. Because I do think those things you actually want and need may not be in the package you thought that you want. Totally. And, yeah. And that's kind of scary in itself because you don't know mm -hmm. when to like dismiss some things. Because the other side of that dating, which I'm not good about, is in it, it's in a, it's a time investment and it's a heart and energy investment. And I can deal with the heart and energy a little bit. I've, I've learned I'm much more sensitive than I thought. Um, but I'm, I've got a thick skin. I'm good around some things. But that's that scenario. I am pretty sensitive. But man, the time and energy, like I'm resentful mm -hmm. when something sucks my time. And that's mm -hmm. a huge piece. Huge. Right. But it's also necessary. Yeah. And I think I've learned my lesson the hard way there too, because I've been stood up. I've I've gone to the bar where we were supposed to meet and he's never come in the door and, you know, then not responded to the phone call or the text. And, you know, I, I had a long discussion. So I have like a gay husband who I swear is my soulmate. He just Aww. is gay. <laughs> 
<laughs> and he is the best. Um, but, you know, he's the guy I call, you know, when the things go wrong or or if they go right, you know, and he wants the story. But, you know, what he told me, and I think this really hit home was like, you know, I was bitching because I'm like, well, I got dressed up. I put on makeup. Like I would have just come home and put on my comfies. And he's like, Aaron, you never get dressed up for a man. He's like, you get dressed up for you. If it makes you feel good, then that's what you do. But if you don't want to, he's got to accept you and, you know, want to be with you for who you are at, in the core, you know? And I'm like, that's so true. Yeah. It, why am I trying to, you know, project something that I'm not always, you know, going to be, if you will, you know, it's like looking at someone's great Instagram reel and you're like, wow, like, you know, she's got it all together. And then, you know, she's got Monday hair. (laughs) And I think that's when I really do believe in these authentic experiences. And I think apps can work for certain people, just like certain kind of nutrition plans or certain workouts, like some Mm -hmm. people like CrossFit, some people like aerobic, some people like swimming or not working out at all, whatever. I don't think it's a one size fits all. And I don't think the apps are great for all personality types. Mm-hmm. I do think, you know, more of like the extroverts or people like us where you can be out there and you can see people in their authentic space or, you know, at the gym when you do look disgusting or at, in your work when you are just like in your bright light and you're, you are good at what you do. And that is like your most appealing self. I think it happens in those arenas, if you will, when, you know, you're the most open yourself and into accepting and opening your heart mm-hmm. and mind to people that are around you. Um, and I think that kind of goes back to getting to your best space, your best self and being your best energy. And then that naturally pulls in like energy, right. maybe not even, you know, best energy in the world, but something that's complimentary to, to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody who so, meets you where you are. Yeah. So I'm keeping the faith on that and not to <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's just my justification. Keep the faith. Be like, nah, man, we can't do Tinder. We can't show up at a meeting and be like, oh, shit, I definitely swiped whatever. Then yeah. It is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. No. Well, you know, I like I, so we have, um, you know, like a sales meeting every January and like 3,500 of our employees are there. So okay. if you crack open your dating app, you are bound to see like, you know, a fraction of the company in there and you're just like, okay, this is all bad. <laughs> this is all bad. Say it again. Have you done that? I mean, there's oh, of be course. Some- yeah. Cause I want to see like who's, who's out there, what they're, pro- and, and I will tell you too. And I mean, obviously, you know, on those apps, I'm, I'm, there are certain apps that will show you the male and the female profile, even if you're saying I'm a woman interested in a man, but, okay. um, it's interesting too to see the men who you know are married who have a profile. And, you know, in maybe they think because they're traveling and, you know, they're they're not equating, oh, you know, there's single women in the company who might be swiping by, you know, a profile or whatnot, or maybe they accidentally left it whatever the case may be, but it's like, okay, you know, bust it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I, don't, I mean, granted, 2020, it might be an open relationship. It might be something that totally works. Yeah, so true. Fine. Um, but if it's like a hiding, not everyone knows about it, and it's essentially you're just cheating. I don't not know. I, if I can avoid even doing business with those kind of people. Because I think when you lie about something in one arena, you're probably going to mm-hmm. lie about it in another. And there's enough biz in the world that I'm going to pass on that. Yeah. Um, so I think there's intel within there. And unfortunately, I do know a lot of people that when they're on the road – it's like no rules. And and it's socially acceptable amongst them, their boys, or even their girls, mm-hmm. that they have these outside relationships or, or even, you know, places like 
athletes that have, you know, they call them F pads, you know, where they go and hook up in other oh, cities and women there. And yeah. And some, some women and men know, and they're kind of this nature of the beast. They're down with it. And a lot don't. Um, but again, then I'm going to pass on all that. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm like, things are too complicated as it is. Like, yes. you know, I'm just trying to manage one situation. <laughs> like if I can find the right one. <laughs> I do think though in culture that most people would rather be with somebody in a, in a shitty relationship than be alone. Uh, oh, really? You think that? I do. I think culture and society really pushes you, especially being, you know, a female over 30, mm-hmm. you know, why aren't you married? What's, what's wrong? And I, I would think that too. I'm like, oh God, she's, you know, 38 and not married. I wonder what's up there. And, and I'm of that. Like, so I think it's just ingrained in our minds to be like, oh, something must be up there. And now kind of be on that side. I'm like, mm, what's right? Like what, right, <laughs> what yeah. did I didn't, or what, what perspective are you coming from? Because I still think that's rare. And mm-hmm. I think society chalks it up as what's going on there? Like there must be something. Right. I I would agree with that. And I think that's part of the reason why I wanted to start my podcast is because I look around at my group and they're rushing it. They're putting a lot of pressure on themselves. They're taking any date they, you know, that's extended to them because girlfriends who are all our same age bracket and they all are financially savvy. They have good jobs. You know, they're beautiful people who knows what might happen. And then you have others that I think are more of our mindset that are like, I've waited this long. Why would I suck? You know, inside and out, they have like so much going for them, but yet we're all single. And it's like, what is going on here? You know, if it's not the right fit for me, why would I alter my life? Like I found happiness within. I know that I'm worth. You can tell like, you know, there's, there's different perspectives, right? There's the ones that are like, you know, they, they are fit. Why would I, you know, change who I am just to have a partner? And, you know, I wish more women would see that, you know, and, and realize it starts, you know, with you. Absolutely. I think for young men too, I see too many, I really do see some genuinely wonderful relationships where it's just like a dream team and it's, it's amazing. Um, and, and again, I think it's a personality thing that really works with the personalities that they have and then the team, team membership, I want to say that they have collectively mm-hmm. their love, their relationship. And then on the flip side, I do see a lot of the relationships where they got married because they felt like they had to, or it was the next step, or they didn't want to be alone. And to me, that's like the most selfish response. Like you're taking over another human's time right. and energy in life because you don't want to be alone. And I really do think ha- that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And there can be that, you know, the other degree where it's like, well, you know, I nothing's good enough. Like no man or no woman is good enough. And that's I think people think that might people might think that's the side of the fence I'm on sitting on as well. Well, like what you expect is so much or what have you. And that's not the case. Cause again, as you get to know yourself, you know that you're not perfect and we all have our flaws. And so there's space right. and grace for mm-hmm. a human that's actually a human. Um but there's those two perspectives, like, well, this is this is good enough and this must just be what marriage is like. I'm happy enough. And then there's the other side, like nothing's good enough. So mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy to see these two parallels. But I think what they both have in common is um, it, it's uh, the one side is like, it's, it's better just be yourself. But this side is I'd rather just be with somebody. And we're both kind of living these delusions that that's happy and that neither side is actually happy. Happy. Mm-hmm. So I don't think our kiddos really get to understand that, yes, that internal happiness is first and then you can build that happy relationship. Um, 
I don't know if that made sense, but I just think we're so culturally driven with the wrong messages. Yeah, um, I, I would agree. Yeah, there's like a stigma, right? <laughs> right. Well, and you don't understand how hard really marriage is in all the best ways. Like anything worthwhile is is tough. You got to mm -hmm. work at it. Um, like as an athlete, you don't just walk on the field and be a champion. You have too many hours and many reps. And I don't think people understand that with relationships. Well, yeah. And we're in such a, you know, culture right now of instant gratification and, you know, wanting everything and things are disposable, right? And if it's broken, we throw it away, you know, um, and get a new one, get the, you know, bright, shiny object or whatever, you know, the latest and greatest is. And that's kind of what we've done then with relationships instead of putting in the work and the effort, we're just like, okay, that's done, move on to the next one. And then that's when you start to kind of like also see patterns of behavior and, you know, them not working out for the same reasons, but it takes a lot to go, okay, let me take a step back and self-reflect. What's my, you know, role in this scenario? What's my role in this not working out? Am I, you know, choosing the wrong type of person or am I not ready? Do I have something that I'm carrying over from a past relationship. I mean, there's all these different, you know, scenarios that come into play. And I think that's when you got to find somebody who, you know, is willing to learn and to grow with you because a lot of the stuff isn't going to be uncovered on, you know, day one, day five, day 10. Like, you know, it comes out over time and, you know, that's where you kind of have to have grace with each other and go, okay, it's important enough to me this person is important enough to me to want to do those things with and to want to work on this with. Yeah. Yes. And I, I, I couldn't imagine, and I, and I think it happens at different times, but I couldn't imagine being married before right now and not, cause just knowing, like, even like thinking about my 20 year old self, like I didn't, God, I didn't, I knew a lot. And I had, you know, I was a D1 athlete. I had gone through some things. I had turned my ACL. So like surgery was a major, you know, mm -hmm. pivot in my life, like taking away an identity that I clung to. And, you know, there's, so I had some experience, like life experience kind of early, but I couldn't imagine like picking a, a soulmate or picking a, a partner for life at 20 or even 30. Like that's, yeah. I, I might be a late bloomer. <laughs> I, I just couldn't imagine. So I really do respect my young humans that know. And I, I do think there are some out there that really do know. But I would certainly encourage everyone. I wish they'd make it even part of like our educational curriculum for our young humans to get not to avoid relationships, but to get to know and build that relationship with yourself first. And right. really understand, you know, what you care about in life and understanding that that's what you can expect from another person. Mm -hmm. And really demonstrating what healthy, successful relationships are. Like what you were highlighting, communication, respect, grace is huge. Mm -hmm. These are all things you don't really learn until you've gone into a relationship. Right. <laughs> and then you learn what you want through all the breakups. It's like, oh, well, I need this or I care about this. And you don't really know until you've like hit the wall and had to run through it. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I wish they would highlight that more to our young people to really figure out what you want. So you don't get locked in. I, I think yeah. it's at moments it can be hard to be on your own and doing your own thing, but I don't think there's anything worse than being in the wrong situation. Really right. Don't. And I don't know, do you watch any reality TV? Oh, I for sure do. We're, oh, you I'm do? Okay. <laughs> I have recently been binge watching Married at First Sight. Have oh, you seen that? that? Oh I my gosh. It. I love it too. And I think it's like, I've been finding it even more intriguing because I'm like, okay, they didn't pick each other. And they had experts match them. And then just watching the different scenarios of what 
you know, problems arise, you know, whether or not they're representing their authentic self um, and just watching their communication and how they're guided in the different exercises the expert have them do. I'm like, whoa, like we, we are watching like, you know, this evolve and and they have help. They have help like accessible to them and just still how much like you were saying, how much work and time and effort and energy have to go into it. And it's like legally binding. I'm like, Whoa. oh, yeah, <laughs> they, they don't play. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I think there's so much intel, like you just said, to pull out of that and to see for yourself, for young people. To, I love that it meets our young humans where they're at, like through reality TV. Yep. And yet it's like, you're actually getting education. It's like putting spinach in a fruit smoothie. Like you don't know that it's there. So you're like getting this education or this nutrition without even knowing. So I love that. And I, I like seeing, you know, there's transparency when people do it for, to get famous or for the, attention right. or for the cameras, like you can see them right away. There's been a couple of guys where you're just like, Come on, dude. Right. Yeah. This most recent episode. And I'm like, oh, no. the girl was such a good girl. But I also think this might help her on to her next path. Like, I do think there's as much intention and work we can put forth in what we want. I do mm -hmm. think universe, God, whatever you believe, has scenario and things working the way it needs to work. So it is it's a process of intel and putting forward and, and seeing some of these scenarios mm -hmm. or being intentional and even putting yourself in a show that marries you right away. But still, there's there's a larger order. Um, yeah. But yes, it's it's fascinating. Would you do it? Okay, I wouldn't necessarily do that. That scares me a little bit. But I I did apply for Love Is Blind season two. Yes, <laughs> dude. Okay. So that's like, um, I want to say like the cooler, like more like fast forwarded version of Married at First Sight. Yeah, it's it's. I I don't know why one looks like a little bit more glamorous than the other. I think because I think the different element is I would actually be choosing if there was a potential, you know, match for me there. Um, you know, whether I mean, obviously it's not based on appearance, but you know, the voice and the and the getting to know them myself versus have no, not to interrupt you, they have no unattractive people on there. Like that's true. That is uh, true. So there you're good. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, yeah, like the casting is great. I, w I would 100% agree with you there. <laughs> yeah, I think they're, most of them are socially thirsty as far as like Instagram and followers and whatever. Like, okay. Um, right. Like there's elements to all of that. I, particularly on a couple of the couples on Made It For Sight, I think the cameras really kind of ruined it for some, like the, mm -hmm. the one guy like really hated the cameras. So yes. I, uh -huh. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yes. Love is blind. I think they're all a little bit, they're out there for the likes, but it, some of them really worked and I was genuinely <laughs> impressed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know if any of these things work, but you know, I, I find the social experiments interesting, fascinating, interesting. And just like that dynamic, because I think at the end of the day, like what it is, is like, I'm a romantic and I, I love like my favorite thing to do is when I meet like a couple is to be like, how did you guys meet? Because there's everybody has their own story and they're all so vastly different. And sometimes you're just like, whoa, like something did bring you together, like fate, the universe, whatever. Like there's no way like you were supposed to be in the same place at the same time, but you were. And then you built this beautiful life together. It's crazy.
Yes. Uh, see, I, well, first of all, if you get on Love is Blind, I'm so rooting for that. That'll be great for your life. Um, that's amazing. I, I think it's really fascinating, just like you're saying how things kind of come together. And if you're not doing a good job, like for yourself, having, you know, like arranged marriages, that's an, you know, ancient tradition in many cultures, mm-hmm. our Americanized way of it. Of course, it's like the most aggressive and it's on TV and reality and whatever, because <laughs> we're Americans and we have sponsors and commercials to pay for. But, you know, if someone really does, they're experts and they can do a better job than you're doing. I'm not, I don't think that I would be completely close to it. It is very, that would be scary for me. I don't think I could lend a hand out to that just because I've, I feel like I'm just so random. I don't know that someone could really find my guy like that. I don't, and I don't even know if that's just like a me trying to dodge a bullet, but I, I, I don't know. I, I would be curious, but yeah, the bi- ending binding of it, of like getting married is damn, that's aggressive. crazy, right? Yeah. 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 I'm sure it hits you like a ton of bricks, but um, <laughs> I mean, you see them, right? You see them and you see them like stressing and whatever. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows? There's there's weirder ways to meet each other, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I think – and I for me, for some reason, I do just think it's going to be the most random thing and I'm just going to be like, oh. And I don't even know why I think that, but – But I love that you do because, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like um, you're secure in that. You know what I mean? Like there is no doubt in your mind, like it's going to happen and you're not putting it on a timeline. You're, you're open to it. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's a great perspective to have. Well, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that, oh gosh, I don't know. I don't know that I know it's going to happen. I, I guess I think I do. I've just, I'll have to like sit and realize that marinade. I'm glad you said that. But I will say at this point in my life, just like you were saying, I genuinely like appreciate the work that's been done on myself and in my life, like personally, financially, whatever. And I appreciate, you know, my house, my dogs, like I, I really like my life. So mm-hmm. it would take something really significant and meaningful to want to subject that to not being what it is now. And right. I'm okay with that, but gosh, that it takes time to get to even to that space. So that's all the more reason I'd be like, well, this has really got to be meaningful because I really, I have gratitude for where I'm at and what I'm doing mm-hmm. right now. Um, so I don't know, but then I, then again, I think you get like, oh, this is comfortable. And then tornado comes in and it's like, oh, well, this is here, (laughs) 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 you know, Mm -hmm. um, which will bring me to my next question. We, we, we had our initial phone call. You talked about, you know, dating, your online dating, what have you. And then quarantine happened Mm -hmm. and you decided to quarantine with a guy you were dating. Can we did. Yes. Um, so no, of course. So um, yeah, so we had gone on three dates up until like the stay at home orders were in place. So, you know, kind of chatted with my mom about it a little bit when, so it was his, his ask. He was like, what do you think about doing this? Okay. And, you know, so kind of talked to mom because, you know, in the initial stages of stay at home, there was like a lot of fear. I don't know if you felt the fear, but I felt a little bit more of the fear, like, okay, like, do we have any human interaction? Like what's happening? You know, do I leave my house? You know, I mean, in the beginning, I remember just being like fearful of getting my mail just because of what you saw in the news. And then I was like, I quit watching the news because I'm like, I can't. Um, And so we kind of just like, you know, we just kind of talked about it and I thought, well, what if I don't take the chance, you know? And this is the guy that I was mentioning who, when I asked the universe for a certain type of person, 
like, I'm like, okay, he breaks all the rules. Like, so I didn't meet him on an app. Um, I met him on the app that I, I don't usually have success with. So I met him on Bumble. Um, and I usually complain about Bumble because I'm one to like write a witty like opener. Like I like to, you know, be punny or whatever. And so I will take this time to write these witty openers and I'm like, oh, that's so good. And then like nobody ever writes back and I'm like, okay. <laughs> so the one where the woman reaches out first. Yes. The woman, okay. the woman has to reach out first. So, so he happened to live, um, about 30 miles away, which is also a no, no in my book because I, you know, in LA, I don't know, like, I know it's different in Colorado, but you know, here, 10 miles can take you an hour. You know what I mean? So I'm pretty particular about my boundaries. But on this particular day when we matched, he happened to be in Hermosa, which is right next to Redondo where I'm at. So anyways, and we had good back and forth dialogue. We went on a couple dates. Like I remember him walking in. I took him to Shellback. I had to ask Rico, you know, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs to the side. And um, Rico actually gave him, he, he was like, thumbs up. He did say, he was like, he seems to be a little bit older than you, Aaron. And I'm like, well, he is. So he was 45. Okay. He kind of had a little bit of salt and pepper. Um, and But I very much – there was an attraction there. Again, good conversation. We were laughing. Um, you, you know, like things were just going well. And so obviously it progressed to date three, and then he asked me to do this. And so I'm like, well, what if I don't do this? Like how long are we going to be in this situation, right? So – it was just a lot all at once. So if you can imagine, I'm like, okay, let's do this, right? So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the demise of it, which is probably a little bit on me, but I so I said, yeah, like, okay, let's do this and I um as we went into quarantine, I was very much like trying to be super healthy with my food and like follow a certain, you know, like workout and stuff cuz I'm like I'm not going to gain the like COVID-19, right? Like I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be good here. So I was like, if you want any snacky items, like you bring what you want. Like I'm not snacking, I'm being healthy. But I was like, I have all the booze because I am team tequila. So I have all the booze. So My girl. yeah, so he comes over and he's got all of his work equipment, like he's bringing in his home office and he is going to set up that home office on my kitchen table. So all of a sudden I am like, okay, whoa, this is like really happening. So he's got his dual monitors. He's got all this shit, you know, and he shows up empty handed. And I'm just thinking too, like, I don't even think gifts are my love language, but like, I just wanted to feel a little bit like you know, pursued or appreciated or, you know what I mean? Like I wanted him to like show up with a like intention. Like I don't care. Like a bottle of wine. I didn't care, you know? So, yeah, exactly. Right? So doesn't do that. So I'm like already, I'm like, okay. And then the nice things about it were you get to know each other, like, right? So you're having these like intimate discussions. You're getting to know each other like on a – on a fast pace because you're spending so much time together. And every day I had somebody to go on like a nice, like, you know, seven mile walk with, and you know, that was fun. And, you know, I have like silly things like backyard patio furniture that no one sat in, in my place. So I'm like, let's kick up the fire pit and, you know, chill and relax. And I'm like, this is great. But Boy, it felt like going from date three, which was nice. I was being courted. I was, you know, um, 
being pursued and, you know, it, it, being treated a certain way to like being somebody's wife, like, you know, and, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Like you can't just, I'm, I'm not doing your dishes. Like, you know what I mean? Like oh, all these things, no. I know all Are these things. House? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it just went like zero to a hundred real quick. And I'm like, okay, you are showing me your tells like, you know, like, and I am very much now, I am not about changing anyone. Like what you see is pretty much what you get. I mean, I think there are some things that, you know, people can improve upon, but if they're glaringly obvious, you know, at hello, um, then they're probably not going to change vastly. So, um, so anyway, so we go through the first weekend and I will tell you when he left, I didn't feel like an overwhelming, like, oh, he's gone, you know, like, and I thought that was weird. I was like, I expected to really enjoy that time and to like enjoy, you know, the dynamic and in what other universe would we be able to do that? But that didn't happen. And then the next weekend he um wanted to come back and so i was like okay maybe i just was like having a moment when he didn't show like maybe my expectations or whatnot were i was just you know i don't know but i wasn't and so after that it was like okay you got to call it off but i think there's two schools of thought because like you mentioned there's a certain segment of the population that would have gone you're having zero human interaction this is a human this is somebody you can physically touch this is somebody who's there to conversate with like because i live alone you know and um and like you might as well ride out the wave but for me i knew like my in my gut and i have to trust my heart like it's not going to change and then, like i said as much as those things like that i wanted you know in characteristics and traits and aesthetics were there like th these core things that I didn't even really know I needed or wanted in a human, you know, didn't show up. <laughs> and I was like, no, I, I can't. I'd rather be independent and happy on my own than, you know, putting up with something that I wasn't on board with like that, you know. Oh, I, well, you know what you did, right? You did Married at First Sight, sans the expert. <laughs> So, careful what you put out there. You got that. And mm -hmm. You got things that check the box. And then it was like, mm, girl, here you go. Yeah. I was like, well, shit, do I throw the whole list out the window? But I mean, I, I don't know. I never factored in that the universe could deliver because I revisited the list after I met him, you know, and, and I was like, whoa, you know, all of these things are there. And, and, but there was just, you know, these other things missing, but I'm like, I don't know. Do you go make your list ro more robust or you, do you just like, what do you do? I don't know. I think the biggest piece of two things I think that are really good for anyone that's taking notes on this. Uh, number one, one of the best lessons I've ever learned and continue to learn, you have to meet people where they're at. Mm -hmm. a thousand percent it's it you you can't want to change them even if you want to change them don't waste your energy yep. people you really do have to meet people where they're at and i think there is an evolutionary point and that you know a thing that happens I, I would certainly consider myself an evolved human and continuing to evolve but the core of who we are really is it's right there and you know we're a collection of our experiences and how we you know our love language or, or behavior is that's kind of it is it, it is what it is mm -hmm. uh so you just, you really do have to meet people right. And that, that overlays in business hundred percent as well. I do a lot of consulting and people basically pay me to come in and advise them how to change. 
nine times out of 10, they don't want to change. They'll still pay, but they don't want to change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause change requires work. Right. And it, re and it requires, you know, looking within and being self-aware and taking responsibility really. Yeah. And yeah. So takeaway there, got to meet people where they're at. Uh, the second one, I think you also said, you got to trust your gut. I really mm -hmm. think your body, we can get really complicated with like telling our friends and getting advice and reading this books and doing the, if you just pull back and listen to your body, I swear your intuition and you can talk yourself out of it just like you did when you're like, well, maybe it's this, maybe, and I do that all the time. And then mm -hmm. in, I look back and I'm like, mm, no, no, yeah. I, knew. Mm -hmm. I knew right away this was the wrong decision and I could PR it any which way I want in my head. And I do, and I continue to do that, but I knew, I yeah. knew what it was right away. Um, and I think that's a skill set in itself. It's really hard to just trust your gut both ways. Because mm -hmm. sometimes that can be the crazy decision of like, no, I think he should move in. Like, let's do this. Like for some right. reason, it feels right. And that's, you can talk yourself out of that. So it's really hard to go back to like our instinctual, like we're animals, go back to mm -hmm. our instinctual, you know, beings, like I yeah. flight, like excitement, like you have to lean into those things. Mm -hmm. um, and my Angelou says, one of my favorite quotes, you know, when someone shows you who they are the first time, believe them. Mm. And that is also <laughs> yeah, like believing your gut. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. So it, it ended and <laughs> It ended. It ended. Yeah. So, so that is no longer. Um, What'd you do with the list? Did you rip it up or did you build it out or what, what was the response there? Uh, okay. So I, I didn't, I didn't touch it, but I, I had an exercise from, um, have you read the book Future Boards? I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm -hmm. I have not. So I had Sarah Centrella. She is the author of the book. I had her on my podcast and she's yeah. very much into manifestation and, um, you know, the universe and she's manifested probably over 250 things in her own life. And so I found her one night. I, I literally wasn't sleeping. I was like scrolling through Instagram and then I came across her profile and I was like, okay, how come I don't know about this woman? And I basically was sucked in and then I, I messaged her and we connected and had this phone call. Well, um, or podcast interview essentially, but, and then I met her in person, which was even cooler, but she gave me this assignment and I hadn't done it until after this experiment or, you know, allowing him to move in. And that was, she wanted me to write a letter to my husband as if it were five years from now. Uh-huh. And wow. I think there was a reason why I didn't rush out and do that because it's a very interesting concept and you have to completely alter your way of thinking and go, whoa, is that really, you know, do I really see myself married in five years? Do I really see myself sharing my life again with somebody? And um, so I did sit down and I did write that letter. Um, yeah, but, but I haven't revisited the list. Um, and I'm in a situation right now where I will tell you also, I don't know if it's good to get outside involvement because when you're trying to what? figure like um, advice from your friends or oh, okay. input, you know what I mean? Like, you know, whether you solicit it or not, um, but you know, it it's like gathering evidence or something. And, and the more you get, the more confusing, you know, it is to come up with your hypothesis of where that thing should go. 
Yes. I, I think it depends on who's asking and who, as in like me or like the subject asking the friends. And I think it depends on the friends. Mm-hmm. If you're someone that has done, you know, let's say a lot of work, you know, you've really gotten to know yourself, you've got, you know, intel on yourself and you understand processes you've read, you know, love languages, like you have experience in it. I think you can lean on that gut, like really trusting yourself. Mm-hmm. If you're not someone that has done a lot of work and you do have friends that have done the work, I do think seeking that advice is good because I have friends that are phenomenal about, you know, ar- articulating advice and coming in from a very, you know, unbiased, mm-hmm. well-intended space. And then I have other friends that are like, nah, F that dude, he's a douchebag, which they might be right or whatever, or he might be a great guy and they just like him because it's their brother or something. Like right. I think that there's, you know, just like business advice. I don't think you need to take every, as a consultant, you don't need to take hundred percent what I'm saying, take right. and then apply yeah. it. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I know it's, I mean, it's hard. And I think that's, that's where I'm at in my own journey with myself and what I've kind of been talking about, like, um, on, on my pod lately is like, this feeling of being lost, but maybe I'm not really lost, but maybe I'm, I'm just growing and evolving and I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be, but because of outside pressures or influence, it translates to being lost because I'm just kind of in this weird limbo, yeah. you know, and, and trying to sort it out. And I think too, like, you know, um, I'm a people person and the fact that we're like confined to our own homes and, you know, we're, our human interaction is so you know, just limited right now. Yeah. It's difficult. Has it's that really difficult. On you, you think? Like, has that oh, for sure. Yes, bad. absolutely. You know, I mean, like I said in the beginning, um, well, I'm normally all traveling all over. So I'm in and out of airports, in and out of the hotel. I mean, I hadn't even spent a week consecutively here, even, the, you know, even the week that I moved in, I was, you know, still <laughs> traveling and, and, you know, um, going about, you know, my business that way. And so, I, I mean, I met my neighbors through this. <laughs> No experience. I'm like, yes, somebody does live here. Um, you know, we've been more recently like doing these um, driveway parties, but I will tell you, my driveway has like magical powers or something because, I mean, who knew you could get so turned up in the driveway? <laughs> like, no, for sure. no, team tequila. I, you you put them anywhere and you can get it done. Are you kidding me? No, have more faith in yourself. I feel like you already said you're done with the dive bar. You can have a party anywhere. It's all about the human That is true. But I'm like, now my neighbors probably wish they never met me because I'm like, yeah, come over, shots, whatever. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I I just want to know, like, at the end of all of this, like, where do we come out? How do we come out? Are we better, stronger? You know, um, you know, how is it going to change, you know, like dating as a whole? I I would love to kind of know that landscape because, you know, it is going to be different, right? Yeah. I think I've... quarantine ironically hasn't been hard for me. And I have people call me being like, yo, you're so social or are you okay? What are you doing? And I think I've really realized, and I've always known I'm like, I love social. I love humans. I love teens. And then I like, I go away and I recharge. Like I need a Uh serious non-human timeout and I need like my space. In this, I've really learned how actually introverted I can be. And interesting. I've been super busy and I was never traveling as much as, as you were. And I have dogs. So that also kind of adds to like the chaos of traveling. 
Um, but the year, not well, like half of last year, I was traveling as much as I ever have. And I really, and it was fun stuff. It was good. It was work, but it was social and whatever. It was really not my vibe. It was not my jam. And I would have thought that's something that I really liked, but mm -hmm. I am a homebody and I've actually really appreciated this slow, like slow down time. And I'm, I am concerned long-term just, you know, how is this going to impact small business and my mm -hmm. small business? And, but then on the flip side, I really do, maybe I'm just fully entering like my hippie, you know, religious belief, faith phase. I don't know. Maybe it's that comes as you get older, but I feel like it's just going to work out. And I, I can feel this transition of like chaos and party and, blah, and now it's yeah. just like, we're still going to have a little of that. Don't get me wrong, but it's slowed down and like cooking and reading and relaxing. And that might have a, a expiration date. I don't know, but I have really liked it. And I think I've recognized how much energy I put into other people and other things. And maybe mm -hmm. you do this too, being so extroverted and being, you know, just mm -hmm. kind of a bright light in the room, which I really, I could already see even just through this, that you are that human that you, I think you recognize how much energy you put out. Mm -hmm. And I've really realized that needs to come back into me. And there's no, with all of that energy going out, there's no room for a relationship. There's no way right. I can, you know, connect or communicate or give or do anything extra if all of that's going out. Where that, you know, provided so much of my life in this break time, I, I really do see how much I've had to cut back on that and how nice it is to have more of that for me and how much I need to have that space for somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um because I don't think I really full, like I knew that I did that, but I don't think I really knew how much I did it until it was like full seal off time. Um, yeah. so it's, it's been hard, but I will say personality wise, I've always, I was never the girl that's like, I can't wait till I graduate college and then I'm going to get married and here's what my wedding looks like. And this is what my job is going to be. I was the person that was just like, yo, I just want to graduate and I don't want rules anymore. I still want to work hard. And I just want to do it on my terms. That's all I cared about. So this kind of not knowing what's next is not unusual. Not yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's good. Maybe now it's time for people like randos like me. I don't think that's the norm, but so maybe now that's good for people like me to kind of just thrive in space like this, or I don't know, but I think most people are you like, are you are like you where it's okay. What's, what's going to be next? Like what yeah. is happening? Like what, what can we expect here? Cause this is, mm -hmm. it's scary. Like it's, it is scary. Next. Yeah. And I think too, like for me, part of that is I have enjoyed being at home. So oh, okay. I have I, like, and, and not just like being at home by myself, but like being in one place, having a routine, um, you know what I mean? Just kind of feeling grounded and knowing like what the next day brings versus being like, okay, what hotel am I in? What floor am I on? You know, like which rental car were you in today? And you know, like that chaos that kind of comes with just being in a different state every single week. And there are great things about that. I mean, I've gotten to see so many places I probably would have never been. Um, I've had so many experiences and nice meals and, you know, all these things that like, I haven't had to pay for, you know, I've, I've gotten this experience and it's been, you know, treating clients and stuff like that. But, um, you know, what does the new normal look like? And I always kind of had this 
thought that maybe I would meet somebody else in my travels, you know, like some, you know, like Hallmark movie where you look over and, you know, the guy sitting next to you and you got bumped to first class and he, you know, whatever. And it just like goes from there. Right. And then there somehow is a dog involved who's underneath the seat and you get to like, (laughs) you're like, oh, I'll take care of the dog, you know, the rest of the flight, whatever that may be. But, you know, it's just interesting, like, okay, you know, but, but there's nothing wrong with like, a change in that regard either. Like, you know, I would be open to it. It's, it's just, I'm instant gratification. I'm like, tell me now, what's it going to be, you know? Well, but again, I think that's the norm and we are, this is why I'm passionate about my podcast and kind of not kind of absolutely disrupting, you know, what we think social norms are in this, you know, graceful disruption. I should have worn my other shirt Uh, because we are through marketing, through branding, through culture, we are fed a dream. And it's not Mm -hmm. that I'm a hater and I don't think these things can't happen. I just think most of it is so unrealistic that you have these expectations, you build this story in your mind. Mm -hmm. And the only reason that was even constructed was because it was selling clothes or a a Hallmark card or what have you. Like, that's not really necessarily how it is. And, and I don't know in, in most of these stories when you've asked couples, like, how did you meet? If it really did sound like that Hallmark card or that story that we've seen, maybe it has, I don't know. But I, in my experience, I don't think a lot of it happens the way we've seen it in the movies. Or, right. Or it's definitely not that like seamless and, you know, without any bumps in the road. But, you know. well, but even if it, even if it was that, like, I don't know that that would be our dream. Maybe it is, mm-hmm. you know, just like you said, you kind of had that teed up exactly the way you thought you wanted it. Here's this guy that checks all these boxes and he wants to move in during this quarantine time <laughs> where we're locked in. And then you come up for air and you're like, oh, fuck this. Like what? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, your shit's on my counter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I know. I'm like, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, so I don't know. I just think that there are different versions of what is ideal for many people. And again, it kind of comes back to getting to know yourself. And this is absolutely as much for me to hear as for any of my potential listeners to let go, let, let some things work out. And I think I've said this on many casts, my hardworking, intentional humans like you, you know, we're going to work harder. We're going to do more. We're going to go to the gym. We're going to study. Sometimes it's just about being still. Mm-hmm. slowing down and like just let some shit play out because, yeah and that's that is that's hard for me like i'm mm-hmm. i'm not the one that's like oh it'll work out like yeah um, we'll mm-hmm. do the work we'll do this we'll, we'll study harder we'll train more Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sweat equity. That's what I, yeah, I definitely, and, and that's, I think the hard things about dating and relationships is in any other aspect of life, weight loss, a career, you know, a, a goal you set for yourself, the harder you work, the more time and effort you put in, like, you know, all of that can be achieved. But like in dating and relationships, you still have this component that is outside of your control and it's that the other person and you know once once you're in the relationship yeah you can still put forth you know the effort the time the the energy that type of thing but like that initial connection really needs to come organically and and shouldn't be forced because if it is forced then it's probably not right well and that i think you nailed it that's love relationships what have you i think it's the one thing you can't train Mm -hmm. for or prepare. I think you can Mm -hmm. get to your best self and get your finance, get your credit right. Like do all this shit. Yeah. (laughs) Package, not just physically, financially, mentally, everything. Um, but really like you have to get to your right space, but but really this isn't something you can practice or plan or 
mm-hmm. do. And I liked when you said you're right on, you're right where you're supposed to be. Like maybe in our minds, we didn't see us ourselves 30 is single at 38, 39, whatever, maybe 40 and 45. I don't know. But I do believe like universe, God, whatever fits in your world, something looks out. And if you are in good space and you are doing the right thing, this is where you need to be right now. Yeah. So I, I take faith in that. Um, I am curious, did you, so when you sat down to write the letter to your future husband in your mind, did you immediately see yourself married or was that like, Oh, am I like, what was your initial reaction there? So I did. And so I love to write, like if I could go back in time and pick a different major and whatever, like it's on my bucket list to write a book one day. So, um, I, once I start like, and I'm not talking like on the computer, I am talking like pen to paper, right? It you just- write fiction. You just wrote a whole Hallmark video. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're like, oh, her imagination. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, I just sat down one morning with my cup of coffee and I just like let the pen, you know, take over and just right? And yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's funny because it is kind of, you know, make believe in your, in your mind or whatever, but once you start going, it can just really flow. So yeah, I mean, um, five years from now I was married with a kid, so, (laughs) so we'll see what happens, but I completely, and I, I I know we don't really even know each other, but I a thousand percent see it. I really genuinely do. And I'm not just saying that because I know that's what you essentially want to hear. Uh, I'm not that human, but um, just energetically and work you've done. And it's, it's not just about marrying, like you said, just getting married, which I think a lot of people do. And some people are okay with it. Like a business transaction that works. For mm-hmm. them. I don't even hate on that. Like that, that suits you, follow your heart. Um, but I could see uh, a, a partnership and all of a sudden just kind of like a new leaf turning if that makes any sense at all yeah i mean and and it's funny too like the the things that i really want in a partner are like so silly like i am a huge football fan i have had season tickets for like six years i travel to the away games like it's on my bucket list to go to a game in every stadium i just want somebody i just want to know like on sunday this is who i'm bringing to the game with me and like you know like isn't that funny uh, I think it's, it, I, I really, I don't, I mean, I, yes, I think it's funny. Cause I think that, I think the little things in life are the big things like mm-hmm. all that. Look, Cause that's your life. Those are your days. It's like your every day. It's not the wedding's great, which I think people spend way too much money on it. Cause go buy a house instead. Yep. Um, and I'm also in marketing branding. So I see why these are multi-billion dollar industries, because again, we're watching Hallmark. So we know we need to spend more money than we have on a wedding. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that little, the day-to-day stuff, absolutely. The football games, who you're making dinner or they're passionate about food or they think it's mm-hmm. it's cool that dog fur is all over your shit all the time. Like that is the stuff that is, the, that's the that's the meat of your marriage, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Like those bonding moments and the memories, you know, the thing, times yeah. we create together. Yeah. I Yeah, I completely agree. What's your football team? Oh, God. I am a huge Chargers fan. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know where that look was going. I'm like, does she either have like a list of 50 or? Oh, no, no, no. I'm diehard charters. Like I, I've been to London to see them. I went to Mexico City last year to what? see them. Yeah, I, I'm diehard. I've been on the Chargers cruise. Um, oh, so, okay. yeah. 
<laughs> that's a thing. Sadly, it was canceled this year, but yeah, yeah, it's a thing. And um, I, I don't know, like I just have this love for football and it's weird because it wasn't always there. And like, I'm a big person who's like, no regrets in life, but I think I do have one and that's going to a college without a football team. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My college actually didn't have a, they had a club football team, I think, but they didn't have, we had a really good basketball team. Okay. Football, mm-hmm. And I do think that was something that I'm, I played sports, so we couldn't really party that much. So I didn't really okay. care. That might've been, that might've created conflict. Cause I for sure would have aired on the party side, but we didn't, I feel like we did miss out on that a little bit. Yeah, it's just funny. So I feel like I kind of like in Benjamin buttoning my way through life because I like partied hard in high school, which was a whole nother lifetime. Then I, you know, tried to overcorrect myself, went to private school, you know, where we didn't have the football team. And then I like, you know, got out of college, got married, you know, pretty shortly after. And then after I got divorced, it was like, okay, the partying's back on. <laughs> And now I'm like, okay, you're 39. Should you be like blacking out? Like, you know, yeah. I'm 38. Look, I don't even know my own age. I am telling you. I have I have white claw brain, okay? It's just, it's all bad. White claw and tequila. Yeah, it's quarantine brain. Yeah, I, seriously, I mean, it's a thing. We've, we've been taught to, again, we're supposed to act a certain way at a certain age. I promise you I have enough friends my age that are in, our same situation it's happening and people may not talk about it or it might be cliche or what we're not supposed to be doing but we're doing it (laughs) yeah i i actually didn't we partied a little bit in high school not really and i was i was passionate about being recruited and i was already climbing up a hill coming from you know midwest trying to play out east we were way far behind for lacrosse uh so i was serious and then in college we didn't we really did we trained and we worked hard to compete and play so after college I was like, okay, this is my college. And I, yeah. think, you know, not stuck is this college. <laughs> so, I, I mean, the branding is real. That you don't have to question if uh, turmeric and tequila is a thing. Cause I was also very into fitness. So, I don't know. There's no judgment from here, is the short answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to be mindful of your time. Um, I think you've shared a lot of really great information. And I, I love learning from experience. So, I really appreciate you talking about your personal experiences, I think that's always way more impactful uh, versus like reading out of a novel or an education book or whatever. Oh, for sure. Um, well, thank you so much for having me. I mean, this has been so much fun. See, it's yay. just been talking to your girlfriend. It's like, you know, but everybody else can hear. Totally. I know, which um, that might not keep it. That might keep the sponsors away or bring them in. I don't know. We're, we're on either side. We're keeping it sponsor free for right now. But is there one piece of major advice that you mm-hmm. would give, um, maybe this can be two things and we'll wrap up after this, but, uh, about getting to know yourself that you would say to young women or young men. And then second part, one piece of advice that you would say around dating in general. Mm, okay. Um, so getting to know yourself, um, since I'm in the process of re-getting to know myself, I think one thing that has been kind of hard, especially living in like California and having, you know, so much, so much pressure based upon like you need to look a certain way or dress a certain way. Um, you know, there is a ton of money that goes into the industry of like Botox and injections and extensions, and you can really get kind of like 
wrapped up in that. One thing I'm really focusing on right now is like not comparing yourself to others and, you know, just really accepting and embracing um, what makes you unique, you know, because, and I think, you know, women were hard on ourselves and, you know, we're always our worst critic. And if I were to look at, you know, a girlfriend or a girl I see on the street, like I'm going to think, oh my gosh, she's got, you know, a beautiful smile or beautiful hair, you know, whatever it is, like trying to find the grace and, um, you know, kind of self-love, you know, and just kind of enjoy the journey. Like it's good to have a goal, like if you want to lose weight, whatever, but like embrace the journey and, and know that you're just becoming the best version of you if that makes sense. So um, I don't know if I answered the question, but that's kind of like where my brain is at with that, you know? I think that's, no, I think that's huge. It made complete sense. And I think it was really well said. Uh, like the, you, if you ever have an in game as like an athlete or a career person or what have you, I think anytime you've gotten to that goal, it's like, yes, I got there. And then you kind of look around and you're like, or I won the medal or it's, I, I, I met, you know, I did what I wanted to do. And then you're kind of like, okay, well, what's next? Like, do I get back to training? Do I get onto the next career level? Like, like you really do got to look back and see how that process of even getting to the end game is, is the prize, you know? Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think gratitude is huge too. So I don't know about you, but like one thing I like to do every morning is just jot down five things I'm grateful for and just remember like, you know, what we have and, and our unique talents or, you know, things that we've been provided with. And I think it's just nice to take a moment to reflect on that. And I think it just makes you a happier person. Completely agree. I liked what you said about comparison. I think there's a quote it's like comparisons a thief of joy. I, I think mm-hmm. that's huge. And we are inundated with messages and you know things all the time. We are constantly, you know, critical on ourselves. Um and, and having, you know, that ability to just kind of let go. Um, and what was the last piece you just said? I just had a fleeting thought. About um the gratitude. I gratitude, don't know. Sorry. Yeah. This, yeah. I haven't even had white claws or anything today. <laughs> situation. Um, but gratitude journal, this will hold me accountable. I'm glad you said that. Uh, I've been meaning to do that and I haven't because I do, I completely agree with you. We are swimming in privilege and blessings and all these things to sit down and reflect and say, I'm genuinely so thankful for this or even the bad stuff or mm-hmm. labeled that. Like, as you said in the very beginning, thank you to my ex-husband. I think that's huge. huge. Yeah. And I mean, it takes a while to get there, but once you're there, you're like, okay, you know, and then, then I think, you know, you're ready for the next thing, you know, when you can look at that. And so you said uh, advice with dating. What I would say is um, embrace the process, you know, and and if if you really genuinely put yourself out there, you know, don't look at it as a good date or a bad date. I mean, great, a bad date is great for a good story, but, you know, find, find the lessons in, you know, the dating process and just really embrace the journey because it's not like a rush to, to find the person, but you're getting to know people and you can make a lot of friendships too, you know, or like, I mean, when you get really mature about it, you can go out with someone and go, oh, you would be a much better fit with my, you know, friend so-and-so. And, and that's, that's the fun. You're, you're growing your network and you're meeting people and learning about different backgrounds and cultures and stuff. And that's the part I love. It's the, it's the people meeting and, you know, just embracing humanity, really. Oh, and our world needs more of that in general. It's not really just about dating and relationships. It's about 
self-love, self, -love, self mm -hmm. you know, respect, grace, grace for other people, getting to know humans, regardless if it's romantic or not, yeah. finding space for them and meeting them where they're at. Um, it's all good, good life skill. Yeah. Awesome. Why? I appreciate you. You're a bright light. I'm so excited uh, that you are, you have, you know, the strength to be so vulnerable and you're sharing your journey. I think way more young people need to be hearing these things and hearing, you know, successes and failures that we've had <laughs> so they can, you know, provide some space and grace for themselves and know that the process is real. It's, it's all where it needs to be. And um, you can just chill out and have a nice tequila if you're 21. And yeah. <laughs> But Erin, I appreciate you. Where can we find you? What are handles, websites, whatever you want to share? Sure. Yeah. So um, you can find me at You're Such a Catch on Instagram. All, well, actually, all social media platforms. And then if you also want to check out my spoofy little Instagram, it's um, Snuffling Queen. Um, obviously, you probably heard me snort. So <laughs> self-proclaimed, but I am the Snuffling Queen. So those are both my handles. I love it. I love it. And have real question. This is my last one. Have people come at you and been like, oh, why aren't you married? You're such a catch. Like, did that really come from because it was happening a lot? Yeah, that's that's why I came up with a name because it, it would probably happen like once a week at least. Someone would say that. Like they would meet me and they would, you know, say, like, I can't believe, you know, nobody snatched you up yet. You're such a catch. And then I was like, okay. I'm tired of people saying that, like, what is it? You know, but no, it's funny. And then it just kind of evolved and it's like, we're all a catch in our own way, right? I mean, it, that's the truth. Like we all have this unique something to bring to the table. And I don't know, I like the positivity of it and just kind of the nice like connotation. And since it rang true, I was like, all right, <laughs> let's roll with this. <laughs> Universe was like, no, this is the this is the point. This is the pro. This is the this is the product. Like you're just yeah. yeah, and then you put it together. Um, and I can't agree with you more about the little idiosyncrasies that make you you like you and yourself embrace it. You pay people like me, consultants, branding professionals, a lot to tell you what's already there. Like just let it be, let it marinate, and embrace it. Um, but I will let you go. Thank you so much. Yes, Please thank you. Her uh, casts are fun and they're raw and they're honest. Authenticity is king in my world. That's why I started my cast. So I have massive respect for what you do and your ability to share. Um, and I think it's very impactful. So let's keep in touch. If yes, absolutely. In the next, I don't even know, let's say year or so, or if it's soon and you need someone to pour tequila, I'm here. <laughs> let me know. I will show up. I'll even, I'll provide the tequila. Um, we'll put it out to universe and, yes. and we'll keep in touch. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.